Get to the church, blind! Get to the church, blind! Go! Now! I'm Pete Mitchell, and he's Peyton Jones, and you're listening to Hardcore Church Planning, the companion podcast for the Church Planner Podcast and Church Planner Magazine. Each week, we'll bring you interviews from planners who are in the trenches making it happen right now. These active church planners bear it all, share their successes, their failures, and what they'd wish they'd known when they were first starting out. Listen in to discover how God is working in their church plan. Hey, church planner, this is Pete Mitchell. And this is Peyton Jones. Coming to you for hardcore church planting. Yeah, I baby. Give, I kind of give that a little Irish Irish flair, flair to it. Coming to you for hardcore church planting, laddie. <laughs> no. And uh, this is actually going to be kind of a different one for hardcore church planting. This is, it's going to feel a lot more like the Church Planner podcast. And if you haven't been listening to the Church Planner podcast, you should go listen to that one because that one's funnier. Number one, baby. Number one church planning podcast, weekly church planning podcast, not just in the nation, mind you, in the world. In the world. Actually, in the universe. That is true. It's the number one. Number one, baby. Uh, as you once said, God's favorite. It, I believe in in time and space of where we are right now. It's God's favorite church planning <laughs> weekly podcast. God's favorite weekly church planning podcast because it's the only weekly church planning podcast. That's consistent, I should say, because there every once in a while someone else like pops on iTunes and then they never last. They're yeah. like, oh, this is work, and then they're out. Well, here's the thing, man. We are doing something different. We're going to actually cover uh, Exponential, the church planning palooza, and we are going to cover it like sports commentators. Because after all, if you can play a video game and call it eSports and they show it on ESPN, then we're going to do that because, uh, you know, we're a couple of punks and uh, we like to talk about uh, stuff going on in church planning world. So we're going to cover that. Basically, what we're trying to accomplish is we're going to watch the conferences for you so you don't have to. <laughs> That's basically what we're trying to get done here. Well, let's be honest. Most church planners right now are working their nine to fives. They're like, I can't be watching the live broadcast of Exponential. Man, I can't go to Orlando. I'm, I'm, I'm working at my job. But you can always give them $50 and buy the digital version. That that was good advertising. You know, which I might actually add. I I honestly I don't know how I feel about that. Like as a vendor, as someone who does public speaking as part of what I do as a gig, I actually have it specifically written in on my contracts. You are not allowed to record my speeches and then sell it. Like this is my content. It's mine. And I realize in the church planning world, it's seen as different. But they're basically selling all of their speaker stuff, and the speakers don't get yeah, a royalty on it. but I think for the speakers, they're able to get in front of an audience that they normally wouldn't. So well, it's but it's, it's the same thing when you speak at anything else. It's, it's literally the same thing. They're making money off of the speaker. And they go, oh, well, that's just to cover our costs. Not really. 50 bucks for a digital download? <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. You're making bank on that. Like, well, so Pete, Pete and I were a money maker. We were at Exponential last year, and Pete floated a um, a, a giant dolphin with church planner written on it. 
<laughs> flew around the room. If you've ever seen these dolphins or sharks that you can like put on the, you know, they fly. They literally they have like a little fan and you can remote. Con- There's great YouTube around. videos on it. Great YouTube videos. And uh, ours got stuck on the ceiling. So sorry about that exponential. But this year, the wife and I decided not to go. My daughter's birthday is tomorrow. And, I, you know, I chose to be a better dad than a church planner. And uh, last year, we took her to Walt Disney World. She was one. She didn't give a rip. It was more for us. But uh, she's two this year, but she has medical issues, so she can't really travel that well. But uh, incidentally, just kind of a, a little factoid, um, they actually asked me to write the book, um, uh, Spark, that went along with this year's conference. And uh, I actually declined because after you know we started talking about it, they're like, actually, it's going to be ghostwritten. Uh, by you and we're gonna put yeah that's that's uh, what i love about it uh by the way we want you to write this book for us how much would that cost oh yeah um by the way your name's not gonna go on it (laughs) (laughs) it's like what yeah but it was an honor i mean it was a real honor but i i did have to decline it i was like no you know it it, i mean come on you you've read church zero right cha-ching um and it it has a very distinct feel to it. I suppose I could tone some of that stuff down, but I mean, you know, that would be so kind of funny because the ghost writer or the person who got credit for it, they would be like, wow, that's a lot more punk than I ever thought he was. Yeah. <laughs> I love how you're talking about Voltron is like, you know, the five different roles in Ephesians four. Uh, yeah. What, what's Voltron again? But, uh, but that said, Hey, we, you know what? Here's a cool thing. I do find it really cool, you know, and, and I would like to think that maybe our podcast influences a bit, but, uh, <laughs> dude, you're so full of it. We had this conversation before we started recording. Peyton's like, I know they listen to the podcast because we talked about this. This is what would make a good church planning conference. And now hey, they're doing but, it. You know no, but honestly, now exponential has over half of their speakers. I really dig this about the conference. Um, they have this year over half of the speakers are international because we did we had a podcast i mean it's probably totally non-related but here's the deal we had a podcast where we were saying if you really wanted to have a good uh church planning conference you would get the guys in china and africa and india um the guys that are you know some some parts of south america that are just tearing it up and making us look like amateurs like like just mere beginners these are like jedi masters of church planning. And then lo and behold, you know, we look at the docket and I was excited. I actually didn't realize that there were this many, like they had Ying Kai. We're going to talk that, by the way, that's what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about the first main session uh, today on hardcore and just go over some of it. It was definitely worth watching. If not for the out of focus video of Ying Kai. You know, it's funny. I have that I have that streaming on my computer, right? And I kept looking over and I'm like, dude, can't they fix the focus? Like the whole time. And the then I'm like time. the whole time I'm and then I'm like, you know, I bet you this dude's from China and they gotta blur him out because if he goes back to China, they're gonna arrest him. You know. You know what? I had not even thought about that, but while he was speaking, I remember thinking to myself, this dude's gonna be taken out. Well, he see, is, that's that's the reason why as soon as he got off stage, it was clear again. Yeah. They deliberately blurred him because you don't, you of where he's from. You think it was a conspiracy against Asian people? He was Asian? I couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> he, 
he actually he had the coolest voice. He seriously, because we have this sound clip we play on this podcast uh, with Miyagi, and he goes karate. But we we uh, what do we we dubbed in uh, church planting? Yeah, church planting duel. You go uh, left side. Uh, okay, you go church planting duel right side. You okay? And church planting middle like cotton road squish like grape. Right. I mean, we've got that. I'm, I'm sure I butchered that. Right? You did. You totally did. But I just wanted to hear <laughs> where it, this new Miyagi quote was going. I, I think I think I just morphed like two different. You know, it's kind of like making Miyagi say Yoda stuff like Dan no try only do. But this guy today, <laughs> he was awesome. The Ying Kai, the guy who uh, started the T4T, which is uh, tr- uh, training for trainers, which is a multiplication. I mean, you want to talk about multiplication. It's multiplication on speed. And uh, Yinkai went up there, but he did. He sounded like Miyagi. And the whole time I'm listening, I'm thinking, I know Miyagi's going to come up because me and Pete, you know, we are big fans of Miyagi. And this guy, it was like, when you're talking multiplication, he is like the Miyagi of multiplication. You're like Danielson to him. You know nothing. If you think you know multiplication, you listen to this dude, you're like, whoa. You know, um, since we're starting to talk about him, and that's the whole purpose of this podcast is to uh, review the uh, the conference and the speakers, um, I'm going to tell you some of the, the highlights that I got from his talk. I really, as a as a business person, as an entrepreneur, as a salesman, I loved his topic because one of the things he was talking about was how you share the gospel. And he's like, you know, if we just start approaching people and, and I, Hey, can I share with you the love of Jesus? They tell me no, but what do I do? I start talking to them about what a train wreck my life was. Well, everyone wants you to keep talking then because they always want to hear just how bad your life was. And then I come back and then I go, and then, you know, uh, Jesus saved me. And then I'm able to talk to them about Jesus because I, you know, I, I entertained them, if you will with the train wreck story of my life. Yeah, it was great because he started off with like 30 people. He was telling this great story. If you can, if you can go back and, and get a chance to watch this, um, you might have to purchase what, it. Like, yeah. You might have to spend the 49 bucks, but Hey, it's actually worth you it. You know what? To be honest, his talk was worth 49 bucks to me. That was just good. And, and if not for the, um, if not for the purpose of, you know, hey, um, just seeing what could be done in your church, you know, with your people. What he's really talking about is just hardcore discipleship of every person that you say that you pastor. And he kind of brought the responsibility to the pastor that, well, you've actually got to disciple them. You've got to make every person in your church a disciple maker. And so what it is really is kind of like a method. That's what T4T well, it's, is. It's the two things, right? He's talking to them about the discipleship, but he's he's training in the discipleship how to be an evangelist. Yeah. And so what he says is everyone who gets saved, we train them to do this too. And so it, it, it starts with, like Pete said, you tell your story, and then you don't ask permission. You just Then you tell Jesus' story. And uh, I thought that was pretty simple. Well, the, the thing that I liked about it is that salesmanship. Like we call this, um, like in business, you can't just go puke your product all over someone. You know, you're just going to go throw up and vomit, you know, whatever you're selling, your widget. 
because no one cares about it yet. But stories sell, right? So, I mean, that's one of the reasons I think Jesus used so many parables, because stories sell. Stories will get through, right? So what he's saying is, you know, tell your story. Tell your your train wreck of a life story, and then you'll be invited in to, to basically tell them Jesus' story. Yeah. It, it, to me, I was like, this is salesmanship. This is why so many people screw up selling. They screw up evangelism. They screw up everything because they're leading with the wrong thing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And did you, uh, did you see the opening with propaganda? I did, yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah. He was on the cover of uh, last month's Church Planner magazine. He was, and I was proud to see Church Planner magazine proudly displayed <laughs> on the live feed, thanks to uh, Barry Waters, who tweeted out, hey, so glad to see him on it. Bing, there goes the, I'm like, hey, there's the cover of Church Planner magazine on the live feed. Dude, okay, for everybody that's like buying a booth at any conference, I would just tell you to take like a tenth of what they're charging you for your booth and just run some Twitter ads, and you're going to get... Everybody you want right there. Well, that's the beauty of it, right? Is that, uh, what was it like? Um, it's 5,000. I don't know if anyone actually pays that, but that's what a booth normally costs. But shoot, man, just go on Twitter and pop that bad boy on there. You're good. Yeah. Because that's, that's what they're using. Um, and, and if you're listening to this going, I don't understand what they're talking about. Well, on the live stream, there's a little, uh, uh, you know, Twitter widget, if you will. It's on the side of the screen. So that way people can see all the comments. And what it's designed to do is when you hear a speaker say something really cool, you're supposed to like retweet that and put the hashtag exponential because exponential wants you to, um, do that because that helps get more attention to them. And then more people are going to start following them. Then more people will buy their tickets to their events and the $49 downloads and all that. I mean, it's, it's great marketing. This is actually not bad marketing. This is good marketing. Well, when right. you know what you're doing, that means you can then also you know, subvert their system and get your ads in there for free. And so like one of the things that we do at, at church planner magazine is for a lot of conferences and stuff, We'll actually uh, run Twitter ads, and we'll target yeah. their hashtags, and we'll target their followers, and that's how we get people to you know get into our funnel. So I mean, it's it's good marketing, and um, and that's what we've been doing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, it's uh, it, it's free, and that is the church planner's favorite number. That's something to keep in mind, church planner, when you're doing anything is um, using using the tools that are available to you. Like, for example, if you've got a city function, um, something's going on in your community, there'll be hashtags associated with that. And if you want to get people, you know, if, if it's something to do with something your church, uh, you know, might minister to, if it's a way that you're serving your city or whatever, you hash, you get in on that conversation. You hashtag, you use that hashtag and you, um, you, you interact with that and you, you tell them about your church and people who are interested in that subject go, oh, really, there's a church that's into it. Like say it's sex trafficking and there's something in Long Beach and your church has a big thing on that. It's a great connection, but well, people don't it, but then use the, this technology. The, the second step to that is you need to have an appropriate next step for people to take. So um, I, let, let me just put it like this. I would then offer uh, resources or tip guides or something to help with whatever the topic is. You know, let's say 
it's uh, earthquake preparedness week in Long Beach, and they're you know have all these earthquake preparedness whatever out there. And if you were going to do this, you would then offer, hey, download uh, the ten uh, earthquake preparedness tip guide suggestions that every household needs to have. Yeah. And so you're offering something of value that's along the same lines that everyone's there for. And then they're going to start to inter- interact with you. And so you would do that in what's called a, an opt-in form where they can put in their name and email. And now you've got them to follow up with. So, I mean, that's how you would do it the right way. Right. Okay. Yeah. Excellent, man. Well, that's uh, that's all marketing goodness. And uh, back to this confer- uh, conference, did you get a chance to hear uh, Daniel Strickland speak after? There was a little video. And then there's a guy telling jokes. And I didn't watch the guy on the video. He's talking about culture. I had to talk to my tax guy then, set up payroll. And uh, and then you're, I got on with you and you're like, no, there's some guy telling jokes right now. But then Danielle Strickland came on and she is from the Salvation Army. And her deal was she got on there and talked. She started off with a, she was watching a Hercules movie. I'm guessing it was one of the new ones, probably not the one from the 80s with that guy. <laughs> So that's what she watches. I don't know. But um, but anyway, she she quotes the Hercules film where the guy, uh, he gets a cut on him and he covers it up and says, you know, never let him see you bleed. You know, it's like his little. So that became a hashtag during her session. People are like, you know, she she said that she had this Holy Spirit moment when she was watching that. In the yeah, theater but I got to tell you, I didn't understand that part of her talk. I didn't understand the never let him see you bleed. I didn't understand what her point was in that. Maybe you can explain it to me. She, what she was doing, it, it was interesting because, right, like, <laughs> you know, my thing, right? My thing is always kind of like, hey, if we're going to be at a conference, crack the word, share something from, like, I dig on stories and I like all that, but give me some scripture, man. Give me something to connect what you're saying to. And, and, you know, for, for the love of God, quite literally, pray, you know, just at some point, let's pray. Let's just ask the Lord. And, and, and Dave did that, you know, so that was cool. But that's always like a pet peeve of mine, but, but I, I loved what she said. Like I, I, you know, I try not to be critical on that because I can be a curmudgeon when it comes to that. And, and I know that about myself, but the deal is, is that, um, she started off and I was kind of like, where I was feeling the same kind of like, where are you going? You know, like with this whole Hercules story, but I love the way she brought it back because she immediately contrasted. Yeah. But I'm still asking the question. What was her point? I don't yeah, yeah, get I'm to never there. let him see you bleed. Yeah. 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 So I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Patience, young grasshopper. Mm -hmm. So what happened is she goes, uh, and I just thought of Jesus. So this is her Holy Spirit moment where she goes, I just thought of Jesus who drug his cross, bleeding through the streets of Jerusalem, dripping with all these wounds, you know, blah, blah, blah. And her whole point was that um, the superhero of the world has to be tough and strong and never show his weakness where the true superhero of the world, uh, which is Christ, actually, that was his model. His model was showing his weakness, showing his humanity, and never let them see you bleed. Well, that was the very thing that Jesus did, was he, he bled for the world, and he, he demonstrated his weakness. And that, that was powerful, and that became the springboard. What didn't really tie in was Flower's story, except, and she was telling this story about this girl in inner city Vancouver, I was like, man, that's like any, she's like, hold on, I got to shoot up while you tell me the gospel. I'm like, man, that's like any given Sunday at, at Refuge Long Beach, particularly the barbecues. And, uh, but 
But she goes on to um, mention that at one point, that girl flower looks over to her. Um, I guess they're watching a TV show. And uh, I, I missed that point. Um, but it was something to do. <laughs> yeah, do. I remember her point. And I was like, I don't get that one either. Because <laughs> oh, basically the lady flower, she's clean now. She's heard the gospel. She's saved. She's in England. And she's seeing this gal on TV because the gal was being interviewed for something. And she's like, it hit me in the middle of that. You're a real person. <laughs> yeah. You're human. Yeah. I didn't. And, I didn't uh, but but I, I missed that, too. I didn't actually understand what the connection was, how Flower kind of realized that uh, she was human. But in the end, what it was is that she, she said, I realized that I had been promoting myself like a superstar to Flower, mm. trying to be uh, – uh, flowers um almost like you know inspiration but uh i wasn't actually helping her she makes a statement i set her up to fail because i didn't show her my weakness and that i was human just like her Mm. i thought that was pretty profound that is i must have turned it off by then because i would have understood that a lot better had i stuck around to the end I'm just saying. You're like the Athenians at, uh, at, 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 you know, listening to Paul. What's this babbler talking about? Well, here's here's the point. You know, we watch the conferences, so you don't have to, and even we don't watch the conferences. <laughs> so I'm just saying I got a, I got a call from my tax man part with not through her talk, though. I actually appreciated what she was saying. I liked the story of Flower. I could totally relate to that. And, you know, based on uh, the experiences that we've had at Long Beach and, Basically, inner cities just in general. And the other part of that story that I liked, uh, if you remember, she took a gal with her when she was doing her, uh, uh, what did she call it? It wasn't prayer walking. Um, she said it was cooler. I was like, dude, that's so Peyton oh, Jones. Uh, yeah, what was it called? It was called uh, Street Combat. Yeah, Street Combat or something like that. And uh, she's all, it's basically prayer walking, but it sounds cooler. And I was like, okay, that's so Peyton Jones right there. It so is because yeah. I was right away. I'm like, I'm so stealing that. Like someone says, let's go prayer walk. I always think, yeah, that sounds kind of lame. Let's go prayer walk. But it is actually really powerful. But if somebody said to me, let's go do some street combat, I'd be like, yeah, let's go. So the gal she was taking with her on that was like, she goes, she looked like a deer in the headlights, you know, that she had to um, go to the inner city that God had called her to the inner city. That was just not her element, not her place. She's like, so I'm trying to make her feel better about herself. And, you know, I'm like, uh, well, what do you like to do outside of uh, street combat? And she's like, well, I like to rollerblade. She's like, okay, well, let's, we'll do it rollerblading. We'll rollerblade around the city and pray for it. And, um, so everyone like didn't like this gal flower who we were just talking about, who ends up getting saved and, uh, moves to England. Uh, the cops didn't like flower because flower would like stick them with their needles. And I mean, you know, think about all the bloodborne diseases that can be transferred that way. So they see Flower and uh, they skate up to her and she has like this classic line. She goes, uh, um, we're holy rollers. Can we pray for you <laughs> or something like that? You know, because we're on rollerblades, <laughs> which is great. And and Flower just falls down laughing, which her point was, you know, just goes to show that. Uh, she's just not really good with the drugs because she's just, you know, she's a wreck. <laughs> and, but that's what, that's what started this whole, uh, this whole story with flower and, and getting her saved. And, and, uh, flower was willing to talk to him basically because yeah. they were 
just being kind of crazy. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know what? And here's the deal is she, she start she ends kind of by saying, you know, uh, and, and my favorite quote from her, and I actually tweeted this was, um, she said, when Jesus came, he called himself the son of man, which literally means the human one. I thought that was pretty profound. And she goes, I mean, if I were Jesus, I'd pick a different title, right? And uh, she, she was like, you know, I, I can't remember what she said, but I thought that was powerful. But then she made a statement in closing that I had to take issue with, and I also tweeted on that. And that comment was, listen, leader, you're not a superhero. And I just had to stop and say, um, Daniel Strickland, I appreciate everything you've said up to that point, except the fact that I, I, I get what you're saying. I know you're saying I don't have superpowers, but I'm like Batman. I am still a superhero, even though I may not have superpowers. Yes, I bleed, but I'm Batman. What's on your utility belt? Oh, uh, church planning tools, um, a Twinkie. You got a little uh, bit of uh, holy water on there and uh, maybe, ooh, maybe. Uh, a New Testament or is it the full-blown <laughs> Bible? That's actually funny. Because with or I without do, the Apocrypha? Yeah, you know, I travel with some oil in my car. It used to be on my keychain, but now I just keep it in my do car. Do you really? I do. Yeah, you never know. Like and, salad uh, dra- dressing oil, mineral oil? What kind of oil? Oh, dude, olive from the Holy Land, of course. <laughs> Twice blessed. Twice! <laughs> Twice! <laughs> In case the first one didn't take. Hey, hey, we don't use none of that canola. None, none of that safflower oil. We mean business. <laughs> Not peanut oil. That's got to be olive. You're, you're going to want to kick into an exorcism conversation again, aren't you? I, dude, I've been reading uh, Deliver Us From Evil. <laughs> I knew where you're going. I, I'm, I'm just saying, dude, guy is clearly, clearly Catholic. I mean. Absolutely. He's, Absolutely. he's, he's Catholic, no doubt. You'd have to go back to listen to Church Planner podcast about us talk about the exorcism stuff if you yeah. have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah, Church Planner podcast, not the same one as this one. It's our longer one. Uh, we screw around a bunch on it. If you listen to that one, by the way, we have a, a session called Smack Talk at the beginning, which is uh, uh, it's us screwing around. For it's a basically while, what really. we're doing right now, just not about a conference. Well. <laughs> The the thing is, normally hardcore church planning is us interviewing somebody, but yeah. we decide we do our, uh, our our Howard Cosell of church planning. And in the first platform, we have an out of focus Chinese man, you know, doing our whole. Yeah, uh, that's totally why they blurred him. They blurred him because he's going back to China. You know, and here I am going, hey, exponential, <laughs> you should probably get your camera in focus. <laughs> did you really? Did you tweet that? Yeah, I tweeted him. <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, just thought you should know your cameras are out of focus, eh? Yeah, well, no, because as soon as he left the screen, it was back to being focused, like perfect focus. I was like, oh, totally. It's because he's going back to China. Absolutely. Do you think that was his real voice? (laughs) Yes, I think that was his real voice. (laughs) You don't think they morphed it? No. They had another guy speaking. He could have been speaking a totally different language, and they were just, you know. Because it was what they should have done was they should have just put a picture like this. They should have been at this for 10 years. They should have put a picture of Derwin Gray up there and just had his voice in the background. Oh, dude. Can you imagine if they did the thing where they cut their chin away and they move the chin while he's talking? (laughs) That would have been great. That would have been hot. So since we're just at the beginning of the exponential conference, um, 
And by the time everyone's listening to this, it'll already be over and done. But so it's kind of a forward looking statement. But who are you really looking forward to hearing from at Exponential this year? Well, actually, to be honest, the guy I was really excited about was Ying Kai. Oh, really? The Chinese guy. Yeah. I mean, there's other guys. Like, uh, what started off was I was looking at the list, and I was just seeing who was speaking. Um, and then I, I noticed K.P. Johanna, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, K.P. Johanna, that, that's, that's a guy from India. And then when I looked up to the main, I was like, well, who they got in the main speaking? Because a lot of times the conferences will have guys, like, they have Max uh, Lucado on there. And you know he's speaking he there, not, huh? He's speaking there. Yeah, he's not and a church so, planner. Well, that was it. When I first saw him earlier in the year, I think that was the podcast where I'm like, you know, you should probably, Pete. When we do one, we're going to have church planners, blah blah blah. And but here's the deal: is like I don't mind like seeing him in the mix. That's kind of cool. Maybe he's going to bring something neat to the table because it's not like everybody has to be a church planner at a church planners conference. He could bring something very valuable. That, that encourages him. He could bring an insight about Jesus, but the majority of their speakers right now are international church planners. I just think that's hot. And well, no, so, I think that's cool because one of the problems that you and I have had too with certain conferences is uh, their speaker lineup will be all these mega pastors who planted a church, you know, 15, 30 years ago. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, that's great. And I can learn a lot from you, but. I'd like to hear from someone who's in the mix, who's doing it right now, because 30 years ago, there wasn't the Internet. I mean, if you think it's all the same, it's not. Culture changes. I mean, culture has totally changed in the last 30 years. It's it's not even the same gig anymore. When in when I lived in Britain, they did a um, uh, an analysis of the most influential uh, figure in history. And the person they came, Martin Luther got number two or three. I can't remember because of the Reformation. And number one was Gutenberg, the guy who invented the, the really? Gutenberg press. Huh. Yeah. So they were like, because the printed word has caused such a revolution in culture and society, the written word. And now if you were to do that a thousand so Does that mean Al Gore is like number two because he invented the internet? You stole my thunder. That's exactly what I was going to say. Here's here's the thing: is really, if you were to do like the most influential thing in in probably you know might not be a thousand years, but the the, the last hundred would have been the internet. The internet has been a game changer for culture. The way it's been a game changer for literally everything. That's why you've got countries like China that are trying to censor the internet. Which you can do when you've only got so many uh, basically lines going into a country of the Internet. Uh, Censoring it in the United States would be pretty tough. But but still, there are only just a couple of lines that go in and out of the United States. So, yeah, true. True that. So it could technically be censored. And uh, a lot of our server farms that people use are offshore in other countries. I mean, that's how they make a lot of their money and stuff. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. So how about you, Pete? Who are you looking forward to? Well, see, that was my whole point is, uh, and I didn't even look at the lineup for this year's exponential. I mean, I knew we weren't going, I, I wouldn't have even known it was this week if you hadn't said it. So, you know, I think deep down though, because he has ginger hair, like yourself, you're thinking Max Lucado. 
Come on, admit it. No, he's not even feelings. close. And even though you're kind of like Karate Man on the inside, deep inside, that guy makes you cry. Yeah. No. No, but I actually, I do have uh, a concept, or a, not a concept, but a, a comment on, you know, the mega pastors and stuff like that, that they'll have um, speak at these conferences. One of the things that I think is kind of interesting um, is when you look at, remember we, we interviewed on Hardcore Church Planning, Carl Vader's? Yeah. And he was talking about, you know, uh, a healthy church is more important than the size of the church. I mean, mm-hmm. he wrote that article for Church Planner Magazine. And our society as a whole is obsessed with size. I mean, it's just like bigger is better. And um, the thing that just kind of uh, kind of gets to me is when I was reading uh, the parable of the, the talents, and it talks about, you know, the, the master gave uh, one of his servants one talent, another servant's two talents, and another servant's five talents. And, you know, the, the guy with the five talents took it and doubled it. And now he had ten. And the guy with two took it and doubled it uh, to four. And the guy who had one, you know, went and buried it. And But the thing that I find is interesting is what we're most obsessed with is the guy who's got the five talents. And we all right. just assume we're a five-talent guy. You know, we're, we should be the mega church pastor. That should be us. You know, we've got it in us. It's part of a cultural thing here in the United States of you can be anything. And, um, but some God gave five, some God gave two, some God gave one, each according to their ability. And it's like, look, if, if you're the one talent guy, that's cool. Take it and use it for God. And yeah. so to me, when I, I look at a lot of the conferences, you see these big mega church guys who church plant 30, 40 years ago. And I don't know. It's just, I know as a society, we're obsessed with them. You know, they're the guys that get all of the, the book deals. And so we want to read all their stuff. But, uh, you know, I say if you're the one talent guy or the two talent guy, I mean, that's cool. If that's what God has called you to and that's what the, the ability that God has given you. And you're using that for for his glory. I mean, to me, that's the game right there. That's it. So, yep. so I'm just not obsessed with, you know, the name brand people. I think that's one of the reasons I get a lot out of a lot of the people that we interview, because we interview a lot of off brand, if you will, people. You know, it's not necessarily uh, the mega church guy. Though, I mean, we yeah. still do that. I mean, we've still been trying to get uh, a private one on one with uh, Rick Warren, and haven't gotten it yet. But, uh, no, we haven't. I mean, we can accidentally eat dinner with him, but uh, we. <laughs> but you know, funny enough, I did talk to his assistant. His assistant said, "Yeah, I mean, I can't. I actually know some stuff about what what's around the corner for him." And uh, I was told that I can't share it right now. But um, but he was like, "Yeah, man, he goes when Rick gets his, through this next period, he'd be very interested in talking to you." So hey, watch his face, eh? Cool. I dig it. Well, cool, man. Hey, we want to uh, thank you for listening. We assume that some of you guys, first time, this is your first introduction to us. Don't hold that against us. Um, Come back and check out Hardcore Church Planning. Check out some of our interviews. Uh, If you think, man, these are the droids we're looking for, check out Church Planter Podcast, which, again, is the number one weekly church planter podcast in the universe, according to Pete. (laughs) And God's favorite. And God's favorite, again, according to Pete. And uh, 
Anyways, perhaps on another time-space continuum, God does have another favorite. But we hope it's your favorite. And we thank you for joining us today. And remember, as Arnold says, Remember, if you are called to church planting, go hardcore or go home. You've been listening to Hardcore Church Planting. Hardcore Church Planting has been brought to you by the Church Planner Podcast and the Church Planner Magazine, which is available in the App Store for both Apple and Android devices. If you like this episode, leave us a positive review. If you didn't like this episode, we'll be happy to give you your money back.